Bonjour. Je m'appelle Melissa. Bonjour. Je m'appelle Rennie. That's the extent a, of your French. A. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and this is. Est-ce que je peux aller aux toilettes? Oh my god. The Negro Fools. Anana. Sorry to everyone who speaks French out there. Um, this is. Uh, we like stuff and, and so, so should, should you. you. The show where we talk about stuff that we like, and sometimes I say weird things, and that's just the name of the game when you tune into this program. Ain't that just the show? Ain't it just? Um, speaking of program, this program is um, broadcasted through the facilities of Trent Radio, ninety-two point seven CFFFM. Yeah. That was the quickest intro we've ever done. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're not even two minutes in. Yep. Cool. Usually it takes about 20 <laughs> to get out the toad. <laughs> but, uh... There's a toad in us all, I must say. Everyone, within everyone, there lives a toad. And I have a theory about humankind, and that's that everyone is secretly controlled. Like, we live in the Matrix, and the toads control. So the toads are the machines? Yeah. Okay. Does that mean the pods we live in are like mushrooms or toadstools? Yeah. It's like that episode of Love, Death, and Robots. Oh my god. Why? (laughs) I don't know. I just thought of it. But instead of a... Well, stop thinking about it. Okay. Instead of a cool spider lady, it's just toad. Just Toad, Toadette, and the leader who we all know is Toad. Indeed, yes. Okay. I'll stop that train before it goes off the rails even further. Alright. Do you have a little like you'd like to talk about? Like, I just said like a lot, so I thought I should add I do like have a like that's a little like. Mm. Do you have a little like? I do have a little light. Shall I go first or shall you? Do you not have one? Is this why you're stopping? No, I do. Oh, no. Okay. My little like is Noodles the Pug. Yeah. Noodles the Pug is the oracle of our time. And he basically is a little pug that um, is old, elderly. He's like 13, I think. And he has some... Um, joint issues, I think. I don't really know. Or he's just old. I'm not, I have no idea. Um, but every day his owner lifts, um, noodles up and basically, um, helps, like, basically puts him up on his front legs. And if noodles stands up, then it's a bones day. And that means it's a good day. If noodles kind of falls back down, that just means that he just wants to go back to sleep. It doesn't mean that it's like a bad day, but Noodles is tired and he doesn't want to go for a walk. So that's like a day not to take risks, a no bones day. Mm. Um, it's like a day to kind of like chill, relax. A bones day is a day to like be creative, do something new, take a risk. 
Um, I like to use Bones and No Bones Day to describe my mood, so I've kind of taken it as my own thing. And a No Bones Day is not a great day, but a Bones Day is an awesome day. Mm-hmm. And I like to express myself by relating it to Noodles the Pug, because I love pugs, and I love noodles, and I love Noodles the Pug. I'm sorry you weren't here for uh, yeah, I know, me that too. episode. Mm. Me too. Noodles. Very good. And I love it when it crosses over with a pug. That's just good. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's good? I think so. Mm. On a scale of one to penne? Alfredo. That's not a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sauce. That's on a whole different scale. I know. Okay. I did that on purpose. That's like me saying on a scale of one to ten and you saying dog. Clearly, dog is 12. Okay, but that's a whole different scale. Yeah, but it's still usable. It's not, no, Where's Alfredo not. on your scale of 1 to sauce? 2? You don't like Alfredo? Alfredo's fine. 2 is bad. Is it? <laughs> I what guess, does sauce mean? <laughs> I guess I was going to say we, don't, we didn't really define... What are the notches in between one and sauce? Yeah, okay. But also, I think the thing that I would say is closest to sauce for me is tomato. Because I like tomato sauce the best. Okay. Yeah. So there's tomato sauce, there's like pesto sauce. Mm-hmm. There's rosé. Rosé sauce. That's that. Like, I feel, well, I feel like... Fredo mixed with tomato. Is it? Yeah. Oh. That makes sense, actually. There's bolognese. There's arubata. That's, that's just tomato sauce with meat. Yeah. And arubata. Spicy. <laughs> spicy tomato. Those count as their own crap. Or spicy meat. Spicy tomato. Oh, is the other one. Arubaderchi. Arubaderchi. You say goodbye to your stomach. Huh? Arubaderchi. No, I know. I just didn't expect that. Um... Yeah, and then goes after that comes like gravy, cheese sauce, uh, ketchup, cheese whiz, then Alfredo. <laughs> Guess Alfredo really is a two. Uh huh. You don't. Get I'd a... also put barbecue before Alfredo too. Really? Yeah. Alfredo's not my favorite. I don't mind. I really it. just don't like a cream sauce. I don't mind it. But I'm not a huge fan because I don't really like milk that much and it's too, like, milky for me. Creamy, one would say? <sighs> one would say. Because if you're making a good Alfredo, you're not using milk. Well. You want the fat. Okay. The only difference between milk and cream is a couple percentages, okay? Yeah. And you know what? That's fine. They're the same thing. But you like cheese. I do. That's and you love so yogurt. many percentages. And you love yogurt. Yeah, but that's like so many percentages removed. It's not a liquid anymore. Yeah, but you like it's hot chocolate. A, it's a congealed salt. Yeah, but I like water in my hot chocolate. Yeah, but I, I feel like you do like... I'll drink it with milk, yeah. It's true. And it tastes better. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. Okay, but here's the thing. No, wait. <laughs> no. I, I was we saying, got you. No, I was saying milk Call it in. Better. Okay, I can't drink milk by itself. It's nasty. Yeah, I don't. I used to, and I don't anymore. I really don't care about it anymore like that. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying that things that are separated, like on a scale of one to milk, okay? Things that are at like a one, I can tolerate. Like skim milk? No. So what's at a one? Whipped cream. Why? Because <laughs> it's so many degrees away from milk. But I, I feel like cheese would at least be a one or two. Well, cheese is like negative four. What is the standard for this? Because, Brendan, cheese is no longer liquid. Whipped cream is still kind of liquid, so it's more okay, positive. So we're... It goes into the solids. I would say yogurt's a zero because it's a mixture between solid liquid. What about butter? Butter's negative two. Negative two? What's yeah. What's negative one? Negative one is ice cream. No. Yeah. Well, like, actually, you're right, because at it's room temperature, it'd be milk. Yeah. yogurt. And you know No. What? Ice cream would therefore be, like, a one. Yogurt no. would be a zero. Yogurt is a zero, but ice cream is more solid than yogurt. Ice cream is only solid at frozen. Yeah. Everything Yogurt would be solid at frozen. But they, that can't be the standard. That means ice cream has yeah, to... I'm talking about how you consume it. Cheese can also be a liquid. All right. But you were saying that whipped cream is a one. Yeah, because whipped cream is solid. Is is more liquid. Huh? Sorry, whipped cream is more liquidy. It's more liquidy. Okay. It's like air, Brennan. <laughs> like, how do you classify that? Anyway, welcome to <laughs> the show Scales, where we talk about scales we made up. Do you agree that whipped cream's a one? <laughs> and that yogurt's a zero? Does that make sense? I don't know. I think it makes sense. I feel like yogurt, yes, is zero. But like, I don't know. Like, th there are so many ways to eat. Like, uh, like whipped cream comes in so many different forms. You can have frozen whipped cream, like cool whip. <laughs> I just wanted to see your face. Uh, well, actually, cool whip isn't whipped cream though that's it I don't know I feel like Cool Whip is different it's cool tell you that it's really not a, a, <laughs> I feel like it just is different and I don't like it yeah I feel like it's it's similar to like Miracle Whip and Mayo mm -hmm. Miracle Whip is disgusting here's the thing okay this is what my thinking was okay. on this situation is that milk is like the farthest far okay milk is like you're talking straight from the cow that's cool. that's way on the other end so that like that's just pure that's just pure milk okay and then we get to like you know homogenized and then like whatever percentages and then but the thing is is that then we get into like this is where it gets tricky. So, so does okay? is skim because milk should, should skim milk be the baseline? No, because, because it, well, no, because we're just adding fat to get to the different areas. Yeah, the more fat, the closer to zero. Okay, so milk isn't the baseline then. Well, it is. It has to be skim milk, because skim milk would be like the garbage water. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if we start with skim milk, then no. we get to one percent, two percent, like whole milk. Yeah, then we do cream, whipped cream, uh, like cream is basically just whipped cream, but not whipped. Wait a second. Wait a second. Cream is just whipped cream, but not whipped. Yeah. So why is cream all the way up there? Cream isn't all the way up there. But cream's you, a three. 
But you you really like whipped cream. Yeah. But you don't like cream in things. But cream's a three. Whipped cream's a two. I thought whipped cream was a whipped one. Whipped cream's a one. <laughs> so what's a two? How do you know? <laughs> Two is Alfredo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Crepe sauces, I guess, yeah. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> that's, that's all I want to talk about this. Uh, On this matter, the, the, uh, the cream scale is closed. <laughs> or I guess the milk scale. Okay. I do feel more comfortable starting with garbage water, which is skim milk. What about coffee mate? I don't know what that is. Powdered milk. That isn't real. It is. No. Powdered milk's real. No, I I know what it is. What about baby formula? What about breast milk? What about baby formula? Well, breast milk would just be regular milk. Like, we're talking about milk straight from the udder, whether it be human udder, goat udder, sheep Ew, udder. Ew! Don't say human udder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, we, we, we don't have to designate cow. Okay. Because, okay. like, you, there's all sorts Case of different milks. Unless you have more to say. Well, the only thing I was going to add was the, um, the really weird, weird fact. Um, you know how people get, like, up in arms about genetic engineering and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, genetic modification on animals. And, like, I remember there was an argument against uh, making freeze-resistant tomatoes. Because they used uh, uh, like a, a, a gene found in fish mm-hmm. that is kind of more of like an antifreeze, so it kind of creates that chemical compound that, that stops tomatoes from basically being destroyed by the, like the first initial frost. Mm-hmm. And people are like fish tomatoes, and it was like you'll never, you've probably eaten so many of these fish, fish tomatoes. tomatoes. Exactly. It's um, like Sharknado. <laughs> well, so silk, silk is expensive because it comes from the silkworm. Mm-hmm. Um, and last time I checked, which was like 10 years ago, because that's when they were kind of starting this technology, um, they genetically uh, incorporated that silk production gene uh, into goats. Ew. So they started to, like, the milk basically... That's wa- not right. Yeah. It wasn't, let me look this up. It wasn't exactly like milk. Okay, where does that fall on the milk scale? <laughs> I think that's like a negative 20. Well, yeah, that would definitely be in the negatives. Here we go. It's called BioSteel. BioSteel was a trademark name for a high-strength fiber-based material made of the recombinant spider silk-like protein extracted from the milk of transgenic goats. So the the goat doesn't create silk. The the goat milk has the protein Mm -hmm. that's required to make this uh, BioSteel, which... Like it's biosteel because it's it's got that like wild strength. I know that there are I, I can't remember if it's silk itself or if there's other like spider. Um, oh, I guess it is spider silk. I thought it was, I thought it was like actual silk, like so from a thing. Anyways, because spider silk, um, when you get down to that level, like in nanometers or whatever, uh, it is stronger. If not, it is strong as if not stronger than steel. But it's made in such small quantities that it's like, no, we're not farming spiders for this. This doesn't make sense. That's what their webs are made out of? Yeah, the webs are made out of like this organic material that is stronger than anything. They should farm Peter Parker. 
You mean milk him? Yeah. That Negative is, 100. That, <laughs> I was going to say, when you, when you start saying you want to milk people, that has wildly different connotations. Alright. You heard Steven it here first. Parker's Melissa. going to shoot that web. <laughs> you heard it here first. Melissa wants to milk Peter Parker. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's what you said. Didn't mean it like that. Uh, oh, uh, I'll use this as my little like. Uh, it is reportedly uh, seven to ten times strong uh, as steel. Sorry, seven to ten times as strong as steel if compared for the same weight, and can stretch up to twenty times its unaltered size without losing its uh, like tensile strength. It also has a high resistance to temperatures, not losing any properties between negative. Negative 20 degrees to 330 degrees Celsius. Wow. This company had created lines of goats to produce recombinant versions of the spy drawings from the golden orb weaver. When the female goats lactate, the milk containing the uh, recombinant DNA silk was to be harvested subject to a chroma... Uh, chroma... Chromatographic, I'm saying that wrong, techniques to purify the uh, silk proteins. Oh, this is just really cool. I'm just reading the Wikipedia now. Uh, there's only one company called Nexia that successfully produced fibers from the spider silk expressed in goat's milk. And the lab has produced the fibers. Du -du 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 -du. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently they've bred, like, E. coli bacteria to make this protein as well at some point. No one has been able to produce the silk in commercial quantities. So even though we have much more of it because of the goats, it's not enough to do anything about it. Uh, but apparently, two of those goats were sold to the Canada Agriculture Museum after Nexia Biotechnologies went bankrupt. So it looks like we're not getting any of this nonsense. So all of that was a waste of time. No. We got we got to milking Peter Parker. Right. Yeah. Right. We really milked that segment for all it was worth. <laughs> I mean, we're at the 20-minute mark, so basically... <laughs> oh, we were really milking it. <laughs> Stop laughing like that. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, what the hell is that? Thunder's <laughs> foot. Cheese. Foot. Oh, there it is. Foot cheese. Negative Be 50. I was going to say better or worse than milking Peter Parker. Okay. <laughs> better. <laughs> is it? You would take that. Like, I understand the concept of milking and what we're talking about, but you would take foot cheese. If it's my own foot. Foot cheese over, <laughs> like, basically having your way with Peter Parker in a very aggressive manner? What? What do you think milking Peter Parker means? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm just saying you're taking foot fungus over that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, my first thing is uh, the Transformers. I feel like I've never talked about Transformers, and I know I haven't because I've written... You have. What? You 
swear that you have. No. No. Maybe you haven't, but I thought you did. No. Maybe, maybe we just talked about the Transformers once. Maybe. Uh, please, please don't. No. I can't be. Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. Well, my memory has... We've definitely, we probably talked about Transformers, like, as a concept. Well, I got something for you. What's that? Oil. Negative 500. This, this is... The British... milk for robots. Robot milk. I don't think that's what, no. Do you agree? Oil. Milk for robots? Are you yes asking me or the... You're asking, you're asking our audience? Yeah. Something for them to think about while you talk about Transformers. If you find this on, if you find this episode on Spotify, I'm going to put that as our question. Because you can apparently put questions on your episodes now. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. People I, can answer it? Yeah, I've literally just been putting, like, hey, if you have a thing you want us to shout out, a thing that you like, do Does it. Does anyone put anything? No. Great. But Please now, do. this question <laughs> will, be, will be if uh, you agree that oil is the milk for robots. <laughs> Mother's milk. What is that from? I know that. It's from Fern Gully. Oh, I thought you were doing Old Greg. No. I was doing Ferns and Gully because in that movie, there's like the big oil monster and it like consumes like smoke and pollution. Cool. And it's like mother's milk. So that's oh. where the idea, it all circles around, you know? It's not just me Wait, just thinking. what's saying mother's milk? The oil machine. The oil monster. Oh, it is? Yeah. I do not remember Fern Gully. Was Fern Gully before or after Pocahontas by Disney? It's not a Disney movie. I'm asking if Fern Gully was before or after Pocahontas oh. by Disney. I apologize. I don't know. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm pretty sure Fern Gully is like the first one. They're very different. It's basically, well... Uh, Fern Gully has fairies. Yeah. And it's a little, it's, isn't it about a logger that's destroying their habitat? And the fairies are like, please don't. And he's like, oh, I see the difference now. I'm going to stop. It's, it's Fern Gully, yeah. Pocahontas, for different reasons and bad reasons. And then it's Avatar. It's all, they're all the same movie. Yeah. They're all the same movie. Well, Fern Gully's a fun watch. And it's got fun songs in it. I'm sure it does. I'm not Robin advocating Williams for the... Robin uh, is baddie. I'm not advocating for the Pocahontas movie either. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. They're all the same movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like everything, so. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of movies. I'm not talking about the Transformer movies. Why? Well, I, I will, but I'm not talking about that. Shia LaBeouf is in those movies. He is. Up to a certain point. Megan Fox as well. Yeah, she is. Up to a certain point. Yeah. She's with Machine Gun Kelly. Full circle. Yeah. Wherever that circle started. Started a long time ago, and it's not done yet, I assure you. (laughs) So the Transformers, if you are unaware, um, literally it was just a line of transforming robot toys. The robots turn into vehicles of all sorts, they turn into robots. Sometimes animals. I'm getting to there. They They started off as vehicles. Um, so, there's a wild history of the Transformers. Basically, the Transformers, the story of the Transformers, like, summed up and probably missing some details. Autobots are the good guys. Decepticons are the bad guys. I'm not sure if they named themselves, because even if I was a bad guy, I wouldn't call myself a Decepticon. 
It's a sweet name, though. It is. A, it's it's, it's cooler fire. than Autobots. It's fire. It's way cooler than Autobots. Yeah. I'm sorry, but hey. maybe they should rename themselves to the Decepticon. Decepticons <laughs> 2. So, the Decepticons 2, the non-Decepticons. They're so deceptive, they're not deceiving. I don't know, what are we doing? But, um... Full circle. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> the Transformers, uh, it was basically just Hasbro, and I think it's now done by a different company. Who does it now? Oh, it was created by Takara and Hasbro. Um, it was basically just this line of transforming toys, and then they made a, like an animated television show in the 80s to market it. it was, they made a children's show about these robots, uh, and the children's show was like really nice and really like comfortable. You have the Autobots, Optimus Prime, and Bumblebee, and all these all these dudes. Like Sound Soundwave was a bad guy, I think. Um, but you had all these Autobots. Name two more Transformers. Uh, I think. Well, trans well, if we're just doing Transformers, there's Megatron. There's... Uh, I'm, I'm only thinking of uh, Maximals and Predacons now. So I can do all, I can do Maximals and Predacons. Uh, which are Transformers, so that's Rhinox, Cheetor, Rattrap, uh, Ma um, Optimus Primal, uh, Megatron, uh, Pterosaur, uh, Scorponok, um, Black Arachnia... Uh, Waspinator. It sounds like Pokemon. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll get to the Beast Wars though, or Beasties if you're Canadian, because uh, they did not want to call it. They didn't want want How wars. How much do you know about, <laughs> about the Beast, Beast Wars? wars. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really watch the '80s show, um, but it went on for a while. It went on for years, and children were loving it, and like the people that were making the show, they were like, "Yeah, we just want to sell toys." So Classic. They, yeah, it was just great. Uh, and it was really great advertisement. The toys, like every episode, basically all these robots would like explode and die, but they wouldn't die. They would just explode and then they would just be rebuilt. They're robots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was like really nice and really safe. If you try to watch it now um, as an adult or anything of that nature, like it's it's so easy. It's something you'd put on in the background and just be like, oh man, they're fighting? Nuts. Uh, and then you kind of go... Like, oh. Literally. Yeah. And then you, you kind of go Get about it? your life. Nuts? Yeah. No. Because, like, when they're fighting, nuts and bolts come off? I don't think they do, actually. They just explode. Well, there's probably nuts and bolts in that wreckage. Probably, yeah. So when they're fighting, you say, I gotcha. Nuts. Yes. I am aware. <laughs> I just thought that was a cool little throw-in. Sure. Agree or disagree? Uh, tentatively agree. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I can only put one question in the Spotify thing. Yeah, it's just for the, it's a rhetorical question. All right, all right. So, yeah, that's the show, and then as I again, I wasn't a child for this. I was born basically after all this happened. Um, I my childhood was the Beast Wars, but the um, the story of it, they lived on Cybertron, it's a big old like robot planet. They were fighting each other, and they, for whatever reason, they come to Earth. Like Cybertron gets exploded, and they come to Earth, and they're just hanging out with people. Uh, and it was like life lessons and stuff. It, it was like it was one of those shows that sometimes ended off with like, and knowing is half the battle. Mm -hmm. uh, and except it wouldn't be like GI, it would be like the Transformers, like that. Robots in disguise. Yeah. See, we did talk about this before. No. Yes, we did. 
you it, don't it wasn't a topic. Well, because I remember, because I did that, and you were like, what? And then we had the conversation about how that Linkin Park song is in the Transformers <gasps> You're movie. right! And my brother and I always used to do that activity where, and I a truck, Okay, we, we talked about the song. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But did not like, talk about Transformers. But that, we had to have talked about Transformers. In what capacity? I don't know. Some capacity. Maybe it wasn't like a topic, but we definitely mentioned it. That's what I was saying. Okay, that, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Honestly, there's probably some of these we need to revisit anyways. But anyways, so the Transformers movie comes out. And um, it it starts off... Animated? Yeah, animated movie, like in the like late 80s or 90s. Um, it starts off basically showing you uh, the uh, entity of Unicron, which is a planet-sized transformer, uh, basically, uh, kind of like a world leader, uh, destroying a planet and killing millions of robot people uh and i believe uh i believe like a couple of robots that you grew up with built that guy nobody knows they're like their own race of people it's not like people are building them the, the like the autobots decepticons they're 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 a race of their cybertronians i think that's how what are they born i don't know that's not explored in the show, not to my knowledge. Well, I'm interested. Well, we can figure that out later. I want to know the lore well, on where they were birthed from. Well, we can figure that out later. Okay. Um, so yeah, the movie opens with that. A lot of buckwild stuff happened in the movie. Um, I'm pretty sure Bumblebee dies. Optimus dies at the end. Like, he properly dies. Children were crying. They left that movie theater crying. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I think this was only like a year or two after like the show came on air, and I saw like an interview with some of the people that were making the show, and they were like, "Yeah, we just made new toys." So we were like, "Okay, let's kill off some of the the, the people, and we'll have a new line of toys." But like for children, they made like good parental fi- like they made good like um, like adult figures in their lives because this is a show that had like classic like in your face morals. Mm-hmm. So like. All of a sudden, this like nice, like this nice comfortable show where everybody dies but they don't really die. People are dying. It's a full-on movie. People are dying. Optimus has like this wild, uh, like speech at the end as he's like starting to short circuit. Um, there's like this other dude that's like, I I can't be a leader. I'm just like a soldier. And Optimus was like, like you kind of have to step up. Like we need you. And then he dies. <laughs> And it was like a nightmare. It was like a whole thing. And it was really great. And then because so many people were upset, that's when they like started to really think more about, oh, this is not just toys anymore. Uh-oh. Uh, so they kind of like went into the whole thing. Um, it basically still is toys. If you look up any like all the comics or the shows, they're not good uh, in terms of writing. They're fun though. Uh, for me, uh, so the story of... Can I ask you a question sure? before you continue? Yeah. What's your favorite Transformer? Uh, it would be Optimus. Usually op- it's Optimus Prime or Rhinox. Yeah. Why are you making that face? Optimus Prime's so boring. He's, yeah, he's fine. They're all boring. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. Bumblebee was a, was a Volkswagen Beetle. And the, <laughs> all the car companies in the live-action film were like, Oh, this is just a big car commercial? We don't want him to be a Volkswagen. He's a Camaro now. And that was like a whole thing. That was a good idea. Anyways. Um, but yeah, no. I just had an Optimus Prime action figure when I was young. And I was like, this guy's cool. 
And I like Megatron. He's really so. One of the cool things about the Transformers, though, is that um, Megatron is always like wildly bigger than Optimus Prime, and like through perseverance and whatever strategy. Big bad boy. Yeah, through perseverance and strategy, um, Optimus still wins. And it's like it was it was really cool to see that that like you should always try and it was it was like a small like throwaway kind of moral but like it's always good to stand up for what you believe in and I was like dang oh that's nice yeah, yeah. so I grew up with um, Beast Wars or Beasties uh, the story of that basically they had already left uh, Cybertron um, and they crash landed on like Proto Earth uh, in the show it's not revealed to be Earth. You kind of figure it out later. Mm-hmm. Um, but they crashed on Earth, um, and Earth, uh, basically, what was it? Uh, the Transformers are powered by... Um, Love. No, they're, it's like these crystals made out of power. Energon. That's what it is. They're powered by Energon. And this planet that they've crashed land on is covered in Energon. Um, but it's so it's such in a wildly pure form that they can't go out in their robot forms. So when they crash land and they're in stasis... Uh, what was it? Um, the Maximals were coming in with the Ark that had like a bunch of uh, Cyber- Cybertronians. Uh, Optimus, Primal, and his cohorts kind of crash landed in one area. Uh, Megatron and his cohorts ca- crash landed in another. It was classic just children's TV show, and they were just like fighting each other. But uh, they were. They, they couldn't go out in the robot forms because they would just like die effectively. So they had to scan the world for wildlife and take those forms. So Optimus Primal, before he was a... Uh, uh, <laughs> like, this is the one thing that always gets me. Optimus Primal had to have been his name even before he took the form of an ape or a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Rhinox was apparently his name before he took the form of a rhino. Rat Trap was just on Cybertron doing yeah. his tech stuff. That's where we get the names of animals from. <laughs> And then Cheetor is a cheetah. Uh, really? <laughs> shut, shut. <laughs> you know what? That's on me. I apologize. I set myself up for that. Um, but uh, yeah, so Cheetor. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the Maximals. I'm sorry, that's a really dumb name. It's great. The Maximals, mammals, landed near wildlife. Uh, the Predacons, fire name. Again, yeah. they're just leading the charge with the great names. Um, they Maximals just Maximals is a weird name. They landed near um, these like fossilized remains and like other insects. Oh, so they're dinosaurs. Megatron is a giant T-Rex, uh, and in his robot form, his his hand is a gun. Uh, but it's also apparently like there's so many instances where his hand is clearly like the T-Rex that is his hand is pseudo sentient because he like pets it every once in a while or like get mad at stuff it's really great um pterosaurs are te- i don't know pterosaurs a pterodactyl scorpidox um classic black arachnia whatnot um and the whole premise of the show was that they were basically looking as uh basically stasis pods from the arc would uh like light up or, or show up on the map it would be a race to who gets to them first because whoever got to them first would basically awaken them as a Maximal or a Predacon. Um, so they're neutral, effectively. Um, but the Maximals were like, please, please be good. And the Predacons were like, no, we want to build an army. So it, that, that was the premise of the show. They would try to like fight each other 
for access to these things. And then you get new access to new characters. That's how they introduced new toys, and it was really great. Um, Clever. Now, one of my favorites was, um, I can't remember what his name was. He was a fire ant, um, but he was awakened by Megatron. Uh, and because he was a fire ant, he constantly referred to Megatron as my queen or my liege. It was Aww. so good. He and like all the Predacons are like evil and, and like like aggressive and everything. So to Megatron himself only, it would be my queen, my liege, uh, hand and foot waiting on Megatron. Everybody else didn't matter. He didn't he didn't care about anybody else. That's uh, incredible. It was really great. Uh, and then a couple seasons later, or maybe like two seasons later, they just wanted new toys, so they started doing um, like transfusors, or like they had like Beast Wars, uh, like transmetal, or no, fusors, I think, where some of them would just be like multiple animals at once, like the, the pods would like scan different things and be like, oh, we goofed, I guess this is a snake bird. There was like a wolf with eagle wings. It was pretty cool. It was a cool concept for toys, but it was just like wild trying to like fit that in. Then they did like Transmetal, where everybody just got a reskin. So there was now a new version of every single character who is still around. Classic. Uh, and then, yeah, they just keep going down the line. Um, it turns out that the way they showed that uh, they this proto world was uh, Earth was that they. Uh, uh, they find like the original Ark. So the Maximals and the Predacons are descendants of the Autobots and the, De and the Decepticons. Um, but they find like the Ark that the original Optimus came in on and he's like stasis locked. Basically the, the story would have been that they're just there and they awaken later on um, as the Autobots and the Decepticons and then the Maximals and the, the, uh, the Predacons being descendants of them, they found their basically they accidentally found their way to this planet. If I remember correctly, that when they left the world that they were on, they got like zonked through like a warp, uh, like a wormhole. So they, oh, I think they went through time as well. That was a whole thing. They traveled through space and time through this wormhole. So that's how they landed. Being descendants of the Autobots and Decepticons, they landed on prehistoric like Earth. It was a whole thing. They did their best. Like I was saying, the writing's not great. But Rhinox was super cool. Rat Trap was like that classic, like annoying little freak. Uh, <laughs> Don't call him a little freak. I'm gonna show you the show at some point. His, for whatever reason, his robot form. He just has like a brain. Like it, his the metal is shaped as a brain, and it's just exposed. Like it's just weird. He's just a little dude. He's just like annoying. He always bugged Cheetor. They introduced um, Dinobot which Dinobot was originally a Predacon, and they tried to, like, the Autobots tried to save him and convert so him. It's just Dinobot? Yeah, he's a Velociraptor. That's Aww, it. Aww, why couldn't they call him a cool name? I don't know. But uh, he he was basically, he was like the first introduction uh, of an anti-hero to me, because he was originally a Predacon, but he, like, didn't agree with what the Predacons were doing, and then he, like, I can't remember if he was rescued or he like he helped out the Autobots a couple of times and it was like what's going on over here uh, and then he ended up like siding with the Autobots but he he did not get along with them and so he was just like he was kind of in the middle and it was just like he, he was more of a good guy because he did not agree with the Predacons but he was just like eh, I guess 
if I if I have to take a side, I guess I'm taking y'all's side. But if if uh, if I need something, ooh, I'm just I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what my first anti hero was. Yeah, it was really cool to think about. I I can't remember who I was talking to, but it was like yeah, Dinobot was wild. Probably Mr. Mosley. <laughs> Mr. Mosley. Who is Mr. Mosley? I know that word. It's from the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That the black guy who just got angry at everybody <laughs> yeah. because he would be—he's basically being harassed. Yeah. He's not an anti-hero. He's—he's he's a servant. Guy trying to live. <laughs> yeah. He—he's a customer. He's the epitome of customer service with these rich little white kids just ruining his day. They're not rich. I thought that. Oh, they just live there. Yeah, because their worse. mom works there. That's worse. Yeah. They get all the privileges without actually, well, actually deserving it is the wrong way to say yeah. that. That's not the right thing. But they get all these privileges for no reason. Sure. What do you mean, sure? It's true. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've Anti-hero. also never seen, I've never seen The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, by the way. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, I know okay. enough about it to be like, we are not calling Mr. Mosley an anti-hero. He is absolutely the unsung hero of that show just trying to make a living without getting fired. I'm, I think. Okay. What about... What's his name from Phineas and Ferb? Doofenshmirtz? Yeah. He's a villain, but also he's just a guy. Yes. I, I think I will accept that because even his villainous acts are not like... Villainous? He's just a dad. Yeah. And even, well, his villainous acts, I, I remember, I don't remember them exactly, but it's like, this person wronged me at the bank because they either cut in line or they talked to me weird, so I'm gonna freeze the whole area yeah. <laughs> or like do some weird thing. And it's like, yeah, I'll accept that as anti hero. Yeah. That, that's definitely not my first. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What about. Like even even in I don't I can't think of many antiheroes to be honest so like I'm not yeah I don't think any of these are good examples but I um yeah what else did you have I don't know Squidward Melissa <laughs> you have to you have to do better than that <laughs> Squilliam that is just the villain. That's just the bad guy. If SpongeBob had a villain Plankton. other than Plankton, Plankton's not an anti-hero. He's just a, an anti. Yeah. Karen. She's the hero. No, she's not. Uh, uh, I actually yes, I think I think she might qualify as an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mr. Krabs. No. Um, He's a bad guy disguised as a neutral to, to good guy. Yeah. Um, hmm. What other cartoons did I watch when I was a kid? Zuko. Come on. Yeah, well, Zuko is classic, but I didn't watch Avatar when I was a kid. Oh, that's fair. And also, he's, I wouldn't call him an anti-hero. He's a tragic hero, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the actual term would be. Who's to say who's an anti-hero? Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, anyways, the Transformers were just really great. Um, they just re-released... So they're doing a show on Netflix. I can't remember what exactly it's called, but they've done basically... Well, the, the, the original series for Transformers 
came out. It's called. It was called the G1 series. Uh, just that was the designation. Then there's G2, and then there was Beast Wars, and then slowly getting their driver's license. Pretty much. Uh, well, Generation One. Jesus. Um, the primary concept of Generation One is that the heroic Optimus Prime and the villainous Megatron and their finest soldiers crash land on prehistoric Earth in the Ark and the Nemesis. Uh, uh, respectively, before awakening in 1985. Um, Cybertron hurtling through the neutral zone as an effect of the war. Uh, I don't know, uh, yeah. It was actually originally made by Marvel, which was wild. Shrek! Anti-hero, absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, also Stan Pines. Yes, that's good. Yes, um, the in 1986, the cartoon became the film, the Transformers movie, which is set in the year 2005. It introduced the Matrix as the Autobot Matrix of leadership. So it's like, it's like there's basically like an additional soul. Everybody has a spark, uh, but the Matrix was like, oh, you deserve. This is like the mantle of the hero. Um, as a fatally wounded Optimus Prime gives it to Ultra Magnus, which was the new. Uh, however, as Prime dies, he drops the Matrix, which is then caught by Hot Rod, who subsequently becomes Rodimus Prime. <laughs> I was not aware of that. Uh, Unicron, a, a transformer who devours planets, fears its power and recreates a heavily damaged Megatron as Galvatron. So that's what that was them redoing all these all these things. Also, I'm very sorry, but I was just looking at this list of anti-heroes yeah. in in like TV, and one of them on the list is Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory, and I think that Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but I think that's hilarious. Anyway. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. Uh, so Beast Wars and Beast Machines, it was 1996 to 2000. Uh, focused on a small group of Maximals, the new Autobots, led by Optimus Primal, and Predacons, led by Megatron, just because that name is good. Um, 300 years after the Great War, after a dangerous pursuit uh, through transwarp space, uh, they end up landing on a uh, primitive, uncivilized planet similar to Earth, with two moons and dangerous levels of Energon, which is later uh, revealed to be prehistoric Earth uh, with an artificial second moon, um, which is like, it, it's supposed to be like four million years before, um, or d during the four million year period in which the original Autobots and Decepticons landed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, it was actually, it was really cool that they used some of, like, the original story uh, in writing this Beast Wars story. I just, anyways, the whole point is that Transformers was pretty great growing up with. It's, uh, it's probably not worth it now, uh, but growing up with it, it was A+, plus, let me tell you. Uh, and then, and then they did some, like, weird series. Um... What was it? Uh, what was it? Do, 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 do. They did. So there was Beast Machines and ah, whoops. Then they did. Um, they ended up going back to like Cybertron, and Cybertron was like aggressively like I think Megatron got there first and like was making it 
all organ uh, all uh, machines and basically the primals um, the maximals were like oh we have to be a blend of organic and technology in order to survive and be like prosper and megatron was like nope robots robots only so that was the conflict when you will go back to cybertron uh it took a weird weird turn because the uh <laughs> the uh what was it the the show got really wildly like religious because uh, Optimus Primal on Cybertron was basically speaking to the uh, spark of Cybertron. Uh, and he, he became like an oracle. So, so that's their creator. I guess. I guess the planet was their creator. Um, they, that makes sense. They come from like the forge of the planet. You know? They're birthed out of the forge. Yeah. Kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn style. Oh, so Beast Wars. Oh, so it was Beast Wars or Beasties. I did say that, right? Yes. So Beast Machines was the like the final series. Um, after the events of the third season of the Beast Wars, four of the six main characters from the previous uh, season or series, Optimus Primal, Rattrap, Cheetor, Black Arachnia, who then became a good guy, are on Cybertron with no memory of how they arrived there, and they're being pursued by hostile Transformers. These characters try to discover what happened to themselves. So it's like it's like it was a really cool concept that they uh, they were very ugly, by the way. I'll show you a picture just now. Really cool concept because um, like they had no idea what was happening. Uh, Rhinox was missing, and he ended up being transformed into like uh, one of the like the main bad guy robots. It was actually very sad. I was very upset about it. They tried to connect with him, and they were, and it was basically like, "Hi, I'm Rhinox. I am in here. Uh, I've been so fundamentally changed that I'm not the Rhinox you knew anymore. You can't save me. I want to do this because that's what happened to me. It was the worst thing for me to experience. It was really sad. Um, the one of the funniest things, though. Um, so Black Arachnia, uh, being a good guy at the time, uh, near the end, uh, was in a relationship with. I think his name was like Silverbolt or something, uh, or one one of the one of the newer uh, Maximals. Um, and when they landed on Cybertron with no memory, the robots stayed. Yeah, I guess they have relationships. I don't know what's going on. But um, the Black Arachnia. Once they figured out that Rhinox was one of the bad guys, it was like, oh frick! Like some of the, our missing team might be one of the bad guys. Um, she constantly has like uh, like a, a fleeting relationship with one of the bad guys that she assumes is Silverbolt or whoever Transformer I'm talking about. Near the end of the series, when they finally like reach out to him, they find out that this bad guy is not Silverbolt. It's Waspinator. Waspinator, like he talks he talks with like a I'm trying to do his voice and it, like he's he's constantly buzzing and it's like nasally and he's like Waspinator, the uh, terrorize. Like it's literally that. Like, that's his voice, and I can't, I can't, like... I don't like that you did that voice. I don't like it. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't do, like, more of it, like, Good. because that's how he constantly talks. Um, so, she's basically trying to reach out to this, this... Why do the robots have gender? I don't know. It's made by, it was made in the 80s and the 90s. Like, if you thought that Okay, they... but also, why is there no female robots? There's, like, black, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, there was a different one as well, actually. Okay. Yeah, I think there was like three. They only 
only have them as a plot device so they can date other robots? No, uh, Black Arachnia was dope, to my knowledge. I, I okay. might be reading this wrong, but well, she was cool. She set up traps. She she did, unfortunately, use like her seductive ways to like uh, mess up this other dude. But like, she was really cool. Um, or I remember her being cool. She has, she had like the biggest boobs for no reason. Why did she have boobs? Because she was a robot. Yeah. How else were we supposed to figure it out, Melissa? We were children uh. in the nineties. You think, you think adults would let us figure it out just by having just like, you know, regular human bodies? Even the original Autobots, um, the the girl ones were always like pink and white. Hey, come on, look up Black Arachnia, please. Yeah. Cool face, wild chest. Pointy as ever, like nothing nothing about that is sexy at all. But it was just very like it was very jarring. Oof. Yeah. Was that a heart? Someone did that Why? Oh, you're just looking up weird art. I... You're looking up a deviant art. This is somebody's art, Melissa. I know. I'm just looking up pictures and it just came up. Yeah, well, that's what you get. Well... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what the frick? Writing aside... Why does she have those? Writing aside, the Transformers, really great, really fun. Um, and uh, Beast Wars, is pretty great. Beast Machines... Got kind of wild. Uh, look up Cheetor from Beast Machines. Um, he is one of the ugliest Transformers I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I hate, I hated the way he looked. I hated the way Rat Trap looked. And I don't think I ever had. I think I had Optimus Primal from uh, Beast Machines, and I was like, I don't like this. I don't even like this toy. Ew. Yeah, they looked. Well, that's the original Cheetor. Yeah. Yeah. So look him up from Beast Machines. Like it's gross. Because they tried to keep the style of the animation. The animation was like that, like claymation, but not CG, like 3D CG. Ew! Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just really weird. Yeah. It was really bad. And even like he looks like Donkey Kong. <laughs> But even like the original, so the problem with these toys now too, like when they transformed, they basically kind of like their body parts absorbed into themselves and then became something else. So yeah, the so toys, druids. Basically, the toys didn't make sense in that manner, so they always like felt wrong. The toys never felt cool. Um, and uh, the animation for the original show was like pretty jarring, but it like it it felt good. Like it it was like hokey and cheesy, but it like fit. The writing of it? Is that Rat Trap? Do that to him. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like, Rat Trap, he... I remember that toy, actually. He had wheels. It was pretty cool. He was like a little car. Um, I, I'm pretty sure, like, Cheetor and other people would, like, like jump on him and he would, like, zoom around. It was, like, pretty cool. But he looks like a nightmare. Look up original Rat Trap. Yeah. Yeah. He looks kind of, like, hokey. But he's, he's just, like, a cool. little dude. Yeah. He's great. Anyways. Yeah. Optimus Primal, Rat Trap, my brother always had Cheetor. I'm sorry, yeah, I took up this whole episode. Wow. 
Um, can't believe it. Rhinox is great. And yeah, I uh, I missed my chance getting Rhinox from EB Games or, or GameStop, and I uh, Amazon just had it in stock, and they were like, hey, do you want this for resale price and not reseller price? And I was like, okay. Yeah, they, that, that was a new Transformer that I don't know ever had a toy because, like, her, her body d- didn't make sense because I, it was, like, floating pieces, like... Um, like the, the, the robot from Overwatch, similar? Echo? Yeah, except not as cool. Uh, but she was like like part flower. Like she she didn't have like animal body, she was flower body. It was really weird. I th- I'm pretty sure Rat Trap was like in love with her. Hmm. Classic. Yeah. Road Rage? There's another woman. Let me see. Oh. Oh, I do remember her. She was terrifying. Yeah, she's got lots of eyes. Uh, yeah, she th- also looks like another spider person. Yeah, Classic. yeah. She, I'm pretty sure I got her toy at one point, and it was very, very difficult to transform. I remember in the original Beast Wars there was like a plot line. There was like a like a really powerful Cybertronian. Uh, he the name was Rampage, um, and didn't even care about Megatron. Uh, but Megatron basically was in control of him because he uh, had. Rampage's, like, I guess, wife or girlfriend or whatever, or, like, love interest. Uh, and that was, like, a two- or three-part story arc. It was really cool. Botanica. Botanica? That, that, that robot thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that... I don't know if... I don't, I, don't, I don't remember seeing a toy of that, but... But, yeah. <gasps> George did... Uh, oh, that... No, no, no. But, yeah. Apparently there is a toy. No, there's not. No? Oh, dang. Uh, But yeah, the fact that they continued on with uh, Optimus Primal and Megatron, that was really great for me, even though I hated most of the animation and most of the stuff. Um, It was like the first long-running series, even though it was like only like four or five seasons. Is there a shark one? I think there. I do have a shark transformer. I don't think he was in the show. It was. It, you know that shark head and tail that's always like floating around in our apartment. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's from him. Hmm. Yeah, they they also just made transformers that weren't in the show that they probably had concepts for. And they were like, well, we don't want to animate it because animation is still expensive. But it was like we can still make a toy, and I just did. But yeah, I think that's that about wraps up our show. I do apologize that I took up the whole thing. Uh, but I've been I've been trying to talk about Transformers for the last like four episodes. So to be fair, well, next time I take up the whole thing. Well, last time you did. No, I didn't. We talked about Animal Crossing. Well, we talked about Transformers together and cheese. I don't have much to contribute to the Transformers discussion. Well, when I show I know you... nothing about the lore. Well, I just want to know where they came from. Well, when I show you the original series, you think each season is each season is twenty six episodes. Mm-hmm. Punch through all five three of the worst animation you've ever seen and then two more of somehow even worse animation uh, or at least worse depictions but yeah uh, thanks to everybody at Trent Radio thank you thanks uh, to Matt Campbell for our music and thanks for listening thanks fellas. for being there uh, let us know about how you feel about cheese <laughs> mother's milk Ugh. okay bye, bye.